0: It turns out that we did enough. So if you don't get one, you can pick up copies Sunday at the info booth, but I'm sure that there's gonna be some on some of the tables. The uh, other page that's in the book or laying on your table, for those of you that don't have a book, we put in the first lesson that I'm gonna teach tonight, we printed some. There's another page that's loose in your books, and that's because when we had them printed, um, we messed up and one of them didn't get printed. So um, it's been a kind of wild season getting ready, and sometimes when too many fingers touch things, things get waylaid. So I apologize to Melissa because she wrote this amazing devotional, and somehow it it's going to be the, the one you will discuss in your groups next week. It's Lesson 1. So this lesson I'm going to teach, we're calling Lesson 0, so... <laughs> Now that we've gotten that confusion kind of all out of the way, I'm going to say a prayer more to center myself than you. (laughs) Dear Lord, I just thank you for this group of women. I thank you for their hunger for you. And, Lord, I ask you to just uh, open our eyes, open our ears, open our hearts. And, Lord, just give me clarity of thought, and uh, let every word I say be directed by you. And I just thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. So our lessons, our whole theme for this thing is what's in a name. And we're going to, the key verse we're triggering off of is in Micah 4, 5. It says, for all the people walk each in the name of his God, but we will walk in the name of the Lord, our God, forever and ever, because that's how long God's with us, forever and ever. So for the fall study, we're going to review some of the names of God. The Jehovah Yahweh names of God. These are names that God has proclaimed in scripture. They're all throughout the Old Testament. Depending on which commentary you check in, as I started to prepare this, I got to looking up the names of God. And one of the lists is like nine nine names long because it gives, gives the real common ones. Other lists are 26 names long. And then there was one that was 92 names long. So there are lots of names of God. Some of them merge a little, but some they don't all. They're different, they're distinctive. As I pondered this enormous topic, because as I went through those names, I tried to look up the verses, I tried to narrow the list so we could pick out which ones we were gonna teach on and uh, not have somebody have to choose from 92 names what they decided to teach on. And as I went through them, I realized just how awesome they all are. It dawned on me that all these names are fantastic. They really are. really hit me, though, is that God reveals so much about himself through his names. He really wants us to know him. And that's That's the first time I'm going to say that, but it won't be the last in this lesson, how much God wants us to know him. It struck me with awe was how great our God is, that he loves us so much he wants us to know him. To really be close to somebody, you have to know something about them. We have acquaintances in our life. We see them, we have fun with them, we visit with them, but then we have real friends that we do life with and we know them and they know us. That's what God wants. He wants us to know him, to know his character and his awesome love for us and what he's willing to do for us and give us. Some of the names of God are well known and have been taught and written about. Well, kind of like Jehovah Shalom, I bet we all know what that means. The Lord, our peace. God is our peace. We cannot know real peace away from God. There is no peace outside of God, not real peace. He is the peace and he imparts it to us. Judges 6, 24 is a story about Gideon and it ends with, then Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and called it, the Lord is peace. To this day, it stands at Oprah, which belongs to the Abbe's And then we have Jehovah Jireh, God our provider. Everything we have is provided by God through his goodness. Need something? Pray about it, ask God, wait. That's the hard part, wait, and wait for God to answer. In Genesis 22, eight to 14, it tells us the story of Abraham when God told him to sacrifice his son Isaac. And here's Abraham being very obedient and he got Isaac and he got the wood And he put it on a donkey, and he climbed up the hill. And then we know that God provided a substitute for the sacrifice. It says in verse 14, it says, So Abraham called the names of that place, the Lord will provide. As it is said to this day, on the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. Everything we have is because of God's goodness. Everything that God allows us to do, is God. It's not me. I noticed when when I worked a lot, and and I was, you know, semi-successful, and I, you know, the minute I thought it was me, the minute I thought I was clever, or I could handle it, or I was smart, God showed me that I really wasn't all that smart, and I really couldn't handle it, because everything that we're allowed in our life that's good is God, and he gives it to us, and it's his provision. It's Jehovah Jireh, then we have Jehovah-Ratha, the Lord, our healer. Exodus 15:26 says, I will put none of these diseases on you that I put on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord, your healer. Makes it very clear. And then in James 15, 5, five, fourteen, Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. Jehovah-Ratha, the Lord our healer. Inasmuch inasmuch as so many of us know these names, those aren't the names we're studying. So we're going to study some of the lesser-known names of God. But they were all just as powerful and just as awesome. We may not be able to understand God. We cannot understand God. I remember in a sermon or more than once probably pastor rickett said if we can if we have a god we can understand we don't have much of a god we can't understand god and we aren't meant to understand god but we are called to know him we can know him by his names and that's why it's so important to study these things when i started the lesson outline i remembered all the thought that goes into naming babies and in my family, puppies, because, you know, my dog had two litters, my other dog, and, and more than half of them went to family members, and I would get these phone calls. What do you think of these names? And, you know, we'd go through all these puppy names. And, and then when, the, when my niece had my great-nephew and my, and my great-niece, she said, I must have read 10 to 20 baby names for each kid. And I learned really early, don't comment on the names, just read them and go, oh, okay. Because, you know, she didn't like that when I didn't like one of them or something. And then what turned out is that neither of the children are named any name on that list. So (laughs) it was just, but names are important. Take my name, for example. I have spent my entire life spelling my name over and over and over. And I finally kind of um, gave up on some of them because when I would go to Starbucks and I would give them my name to put on the cup and then they would mispronounce it and then I would feel the need to correct them. And I finally thought, you know, this is really dumb because you don't know these people <laughs> and it doesn't matter. So now I just say Emily, so we can all spell Emily. But, <laughs> but my name really mattered to my mom because um, she had a great aunt named Alma and she died three weeks before I was born and my mother adored her. And so I'm Malay. but uh, I kind of wish you would have named me something simpler. But at least when you learn my name, you don't forget it. But God wants us to know him through his names, because names are important, not just to be able to recite them. It's not like a spelling bee where you go down and say, oh, I know 26 names of God. It's to understand them, to unlock their meaning and how they affect our lives because every single one of those names has meaning for our life. The amazing truth is that God wants us to know him. And to me, that really is amazing. He already knows us. He knows all about us. He created us. He tells us that he knew us before we were born. We're knit together in our mother's womb by him. He knows us. We need to know him. And he loves us so much that he invites us to know him. The other thing I realized is that God has given us a way to not just know him through his names, but to get a glimpse into his character. There are so many references to God's character that I myself miss when reading. It's funny how the Holy Spirit can point out things to you that you've read a hundred times, and then one time you read it and you go, whoa. And so when I was thinking about the names of God, and how he reveals so much about himself, I got to thinking about all the other ways he's told us about himself. And one of them, I really believe, is the fruit of the Spirit. It actually gives us a head start, I think, on understanding the character of God, because God is love. God truly, that's his character, he is love. God imparts joy. He is joy. God is peace. It's one of his names. We just talked about it. Jehovah Shalom. God is long-suffering. He's patient with us. I really appreciate that one because he has to be patient with me quite a bit. His, God is kindness. He sent his son to die for us. That's the kindest thing anybody could ever do for us is to save us. God has self-control. He has a plan, and he doesn't rush it. He never is too early. And he's never too late. And I got to thinking that if you could describe a friend like that, if you had a friend that you felt really loved by, that really brought you happiness and joy when you were around them, that brought you peace into your life instead of confusion, that was patient with you and everybody around them, that was very kind and who had self-control, you would have a great friend. That's what we have in God. He wants to be our friend. God's character is all of these and so much more. God is just. He does not let evil go unpunished. Yahweh, Gomoha. God is eternal. Aniqua, quam. And all-powerful, Al Shaddai. One of the most important things I know is God is Faithful. I'm sure anybody who's been a Christian for any length of time has noticed how faithful God is. God always shows up. He never leaves us. He is consistent. He is never changing. And he tells us that I am the Lord. I do not change. That's Malachi 3.6. God made it a point to tell us that he doesn't change, that he's the same forever. From the Genesis to the end of Revelation, you have the same God, the same standards, the same rules, the same promises, because God doesn't change. And no one who kind of comes along and says that we need to revise things is right, because God tells us. He must have known all this would happen many times in history, that God doesn't change. And in verse 7, it says, now return to me and I will return to you. Because God is faithful. He always will be there for us. All we have to do is turn to him. But what really sums it up is going back to kind of where we started. God is love. 1 John 4.16 says, We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. Love is what drives his entire nature. His love is beyond our understanding. Because of his love, he reaches out to all humanity, everyone, even the people I don't like. God loves them. That's a sobering thought. Look at some of the things going on in our world and pick out somebody really, really, you know, would like God to do something about. And then think about the fact that he loves them as much as he loves you. He wants them in heaven as much as he wants you in heaven. Changes your perspective a little. <clears throat> even though we rejected his love, even though some of humanity has rejected his love, he still loves us. He did not stop loving. Over and over, we have example after example of God forgiving, seeking, redeeming, <clears throat> and transforming. Excuse me. When we fail, he does it all over again. Why? Because God is love. He can't be anything else, and he will love us no matter what. If I fail, God loves me. If I fail again, God loves me. I fall into sin, God loves me. I succeed, God loves me. I fall short of his plan. God loves me because there's nothing I can do to stop God from loving me. Nothing. Whether I reject him or whether I serve him faithfully, God loves me. I can't stop him from loving me. But you get the point. Nothing takes us out of God's love. When we belong to him, all of his promises belong to us. And we push into him the more we know about him. You want to know God? Start spending time in his word. Start asking the Holy Spirit to reveal to you what the word is saying. God is who he says he is. All of his names and his identity, they're all powerful. He's powerful, all-knowing, faithful father, redeemer and loving God. That's who we belong to. That's amazing. That, that should really make you joyful. As I studied these names, the more I studied them, the more in absolute awe I was of who God is and what he wants in my life and what he's willing to take me through and do with me. It's amazing what God is doing. I don't have to see the results to know that God is moving because God promises certain things and he always keeps his promise. And I'm so glad that you can join and study the few, few of the names of God we picked out. But I urge you to study on your own. Look up names, Yahweh names of God, Jehovah names of God, and you'll get a list. Just read a few of them. Being in his word will always bring you closer to him. And the Holy Spirit reveals so much to us when we study. We have lots of names of God. Songs have been written about the names of God. El Shaddai was an extremely popular song a few years ago, and still is. It, they talk about the names of God because they're important. And um, I have this little story because I think it's cute. But when we were going up to the Avenue of the Giants, we had the, the little ones with us. And Jacob's going to be 11 next month. I can't believe it. But um, he and his sister Kylie were in the back seat, and we were listening to the radio. And, um, and good, great God Almighty came on. And if you haven't heard that song, it kind of is kind of a real happy song. And I looked in the mirror, and the two kids were rocking out in the backseat. You know, we got hands waving. And I said, gee, you guys know this song? And Jacob said, that is my favorite song. And I said, well, what does it tell you? And he said that God is good, and God is God because he's great God almighty. And I thought, you know, that's it. Sometimes we just need to remind ourselves of who God is and what he does and how awesome he is because that's important because especially in the times we're living in right now, we need something to hold on to and we can hold on to our knowledge of who God is and that he is in charge. God desires that we know him, that we draw near to him, that we let him into our lives. He wants to be there. We're the ones who can keep him out. He wants to be our Abba Father, the one we run to when we need anything. Up until the death of my dad, I knew I could always call on him when I needed help, no matter what time it was, no matter what I needed. I remember when I was 18 one time, this was way before cell phones, I had a flat tire and my dad had taught us all how to change tires and we didn't have the auto club at that time. So I get the jack out and I jack up the car. And I couldn't get the lug nuts undone. So I had to hunt up a phone and call my dad. Now it's about 11 o'clock at night. And I'm like, dad, uh, I have a flat tire and I can't undo the lug nuts. And he goes, where are you? <laughs> and he just came. I was having people over at my condo one time and um, my garbage disposal started leaking And I'm like, Dad, my garbage disposal's leaking. I don't know what to do. So he just arrives with a new garbage disposal because that's what they do. That's what fathers do. That's what God wants to do. God desires that relationship with us. He says to call on him in the the times of trouble. He tells us to cry out to him. We try to figure everything out ourselves, and yet God's right there saying, just let me do it. Are you you through running around in circles? Are you ready to let me help? Because that's the relationship God longs for with us. He desires that no matter how big or how small the problem or the hurt is, he always shows up. You can depend on God. He never changes, he's all powerful. And that's what we're going to do. We're gonna delve into some of the names of God that probably most of us haven't really read a lot about, and it's gonna be really awesome. So thank you for joining us. Now at your tables, what we want you to do is just kind of pray together. These, uh, some of them are sitting in the groups they meet with, some of them aren't. So if somebody needs a uh, connect group to belong to and you don't belong to one, just see me afterwards and I'll get your name. If you end up without a book, just uh, see me, and I'll make sure if there's a book printed for you for Sunday. They'll, if you don't get a book or you need extra books, there will be some at the information booth. And if somebody at your table will take charge of writing everyone's name down so we know who was in attendance, I'd really appreciate it. And God bless you.